0: You're listening to The Prime Podcast, the young adult culture of Abundant Living Faith Center. What's up, Prime Culture? It's Diana here. Hey, this is Cruz, and we're so excited to have this conversation with you all today. You know, we believe this. We believe that the culture should be an informed culture. It should be a culture that is always up to date and in the know and at our church believe that we should be relevant and so a couple of days ago we were supposed to have our culture not live but you know honestly can we just have some real talk with everything that's happening in our world right now we just felt like we had to push pause and really focus on the matter at hand and so today we got together with some of our friends who rock at prime culture their family here at our church and we decided to have a real conversation about everything that's happening in our world and we're going to confront the elephant in the room the elephant in the room of racism bigotry violence that is unjust and unfair, and really, hopefully we bring some understanding to the black experience, even here in El Paso, Texas, at Abundant Living, and so we can't wait for you to have this conversation with us, we can't wait for you to meet our friends, let's go. All right, you guys, so, hey, welcome to the conversation, I can't wait for you to meet and hear from these incredible people, and so I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you, and so we're going to start with ladies first. All right. And so over here on my left is the incomparable Bola Akomolafe. Bola, what's good? What's
1: good? How are you? You are well, so amazing.
0: We're doing good. You're so amazing. I'm so <laughs> glad you're here. Hey, so Bola, you are a biology science major? Yes. And you're about to be a master's student, graduate student.
1: Yes, master's in management and entrepreneurship. Come on. So. Just pretty much, yes.
0: pretty much a boss. Pretty much a boss, right?
1: Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank
0: hey, you. Bola is like a daughter of the house here at Abundant. She's been here forever. FCA, FCA alumni. Yeah. Come on, yeah. go Lions.
1: Original, original Lions. K3, OG.
0: <laughs> K3. And, you know, we love the Okomolafa family. You guys have Thank done such an incredible, incredible job of being part of our church family. And we're grateful for you. Thank you for being here Thank you. today. Thank you. We got the awesome Cam Sloan. How you guys doing? What's good, bro? Yes, sir. out Out of North Carolina. Yes, sir. But now by way of, in El Paso by way of North Carolina. have been yes, here for several years. Yes, sir. Now you're in Tulsa?
2: Yes, sir, I What are am. you doing in Tulsa? I go to school at Oral Roberts University. Come on. Yes, sir. I'm a what, business major and I run, I jump track and field. You, what's your events? Uh, Long
0: jump, triple jump, and high jump. So you can oh. jump jump. Got A bunny. I tried. I tried. <laughs> he you got some, jump, hop, jump. some bunny hops. He <laughs> yes, can sir. jump, jump. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. I love it, man. Hey, thanks for being on the conversation today, man. Me. Absolutely. Yes, hey, Chris, we love you, man. Chris Braswell, aka Brazzy, aka the DJ, aka the man, <laughs> aka hey.
3: Prime Essential. Guy. Hey, hello.
0: <laughs> Chris is one of our incredible leaders at Prime Essential, our junior high and high school ministry here at Abundant. And, dude, we love you. I love how much the kids love you, man. How much, how much God is using you and your influence to point them to Jesus, Try man. It, and so Try tell it. us a little bit about yourself, bro. What's, what's, what's the deal? What's the story? Um,
4: I've been in El Paso five years now. I'm from Los Angeles, California, Inglewood, up to no yeah, good. You know what I'm
0: saying? Up to no good. Let's um, go.
4: Yeah. Uh, I came here with my family. They moved here. for My dad had a job at UTEP coaching, they moved back, and I decided to stay because— El Paso's home now. I love it.
5: I love it.
0: it. Hey, that's that's how El Paso got me too. I I came here when. when, (laughs) 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 I love it, dude. I love it. And and last but not least, we have Ensley and Lauren Bruce, who are who are new to our church family. Been here several months, but man, it's been. It feels like we've been connected forever. Right. Right? So tell tell us a little about a little bit about your story. You're from South Florida. The MIA.
6: 561, actually. 561. Okay.
0: 561, okay. 561 West I Palm know. Beach. West Palm <laughs> Beach. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. that
7: to The
6: Sunshine State is yeah. the best. Yeah. Missing
0: Online. that beach. Wow. So, Ansley, you're in the military.
7: Yeah, yeah. You I'm, serve in the Army? I'm serving in the Army right now. This is my first duty station. Um, wow. And actually, originally, I wanted to go overseas, but now I see why God placed me here.
0: Praise God. Yeah. Praise God, man. Well, thank you for your service. Well, thank you. Lauren, you are awesome. You're part of our worship team, and you are a woman of God extraordinaire, and the both of you are raising a beautiful baby girl, two-year-old, beautiful Erin Bruce. She's incredible. Yeah, she's
6: two-going on 21.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Aren't they all? Sweet Jesus. (laughs) Hey, listen, but we're so excited and we're so grateful that God sent you to us and made you part of our family, right? Yeah,
6: we're happy. You guys treat us like family. We love that.
0: Well, listen, the, the, the truth is this, that we don't just treat like we believe you are. Yeah. You know, we really yeah. do. That, and that's our heart, you guys, that, that we have a relationship with each other like family. You know, the Bible calls us the family of faith, yeah. right? And that's what today is about, right? Every healthy family has several things. We have values, right? And part of our core values is we love God and we love people. Yeah. We're going to pursue excellence, right? And so today, that's what this conversation is about. We want to excellently understand the experience of members of our family, yeah. our brothers and our sisters. You know, something that happens in good, healthy families is that you're able to have real talk, real conversation. And that's what what today is about, right? We're going to confront the real conversation, the 10,000-pound elephant that is in the room, right? Which is what? Racism, bigotry, unfair treatment and injustice for the entire black experience, right? And I just want to say thank you ahead of time for having real conversation with us. So let's just talk about it, man. You know, I think, I think a lot of times people will say, you know, this, this, may, this may be the go-to statement. Hey, you know what, Cruz? I get it, man. That happened, man. That, yeah, of course that happens down south. And of course that happens in L.A. And of course that's happening in New York and Minneapolis, right? But not in El Paso. Yeah. We're brown in El Paso, bro. <laughs> we're, 80, we're, 80, we're 80% Hispanic right. in El Paso, bro. Yeah. Talk that about it. That might be true. Right?
4: right. Um, that might be true. That but, might be true, but. Right.
0: Okay, talk about it, Chris.
4: Okay, coming in here, I was I was thinking about like stuff to talk like what to talk about, and the one thing that kept coming the top of my head was like the use of the n word wow. here in El Paso. I don't know if you guys have felt it. I know you've been here for every probably have. You've been here a few years. Y'all just got here. You yeah. going to feel it, but um, <laughs> but um, it's just crazy to me how, like, again, no shade, but it's like how, like, Mex- Mexicans can think like, oh, we struggle too. I can say the n word, like, oh. My skin is dark. I'm not white. Only white wow. people can say it. Like I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. And that's what kind of like annoys me. It's like I don't think you're a racist if you say the N word. Cause I like like I know like he's kind of said early. Like I know your heart. I know you're not calling me right. that. Right. I understand you're trying to be cool. And that's what the annoying part is. Like you sound ignorant because you're trying to be cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? I saw a tweet the other day. It was like I, I wish um, America loved black people the way they love black culture.
7: Yeah. yeah.
4: Wow. You know what I'm saying? And that's wow. what it is to me. Like. I'm gonna keep it real, like you no know, shade to Prime Essential, but like even I hear kids like in the in the youth, like,
0: like, whoa, 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 hold up, yeah, <laughs> wait a minute, hold on, I need I need to understand. So we've got students at Prime Essential hundred percent dropping the N word, hundred percent, like at to church? each other,
4: to each other, not even the blackies, like to each other, like, like, like at church, yes.
0: So hold on, let me just give you a PSA real quick, okay? Public service announcement: We don't do that here. Come on, okay? We don't say that here, and if we hear that that's happening here. Um, we're going to have a conversation. Yeah. For real. We don't, we don't do that here. And Chris, you said something really key, man. You said that, yeah, th- maybe people don't do it from a bad place, a malicious place. Maybe they're not saying, well, I'm not, I'm, that's not what I mean by it. Yeah. But listen, we got we to gotta make sure we're not ignorant. Yeah. Right? right? Because that word is connected to another word yeah. that was used to dehumanize yeah. and classify black people as not human, yeah. as not a full man, like three-fifths oh, of a man. person. Yeah. And though that word was used to remind black people of back oh, then place. what they said, this is your place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and even okay. if you don't mean it, you need to understand what it represents. Yeah. And I, I, I promise you that if you sat in a room with, with someone who was black who was affected by that history and you heard the hurt and the pain and the humiliation behind that word, you wouldn't even use any variations yeah. of it. yeah
7: yeah right? and I think is uh, it comes to the lack of education mm. um, we I mean, we hear it in our culture, we hear it in our music, um, like there's no filter in it, you know yeah. like it's everywhere. Um, but I think where we need to kind of like nip it in the bud is the first time you see someone say it, you kind of like educate That's them great. on there, you That's know like um I was saying earlier that, for example, I could be Hispanic, Chris is black. We grow up together. We've known each other for a long time. Right. And he says it to me. I know his heart. I know his um, you know, intentions. It's not evil. But he says it around anybody else that he doesn't know.
4: He, he's he's gonna catch I don't heat know for you that. Like yeah. yeah, And the whole, and the, and the whole thing, like, oh, that. if I say it around if I say it around Chris, Chris doesn't care when I say it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But like it's like almost like, yeah. oh, I, I get a pass. Like I'm trying buddy to justify it, yeah. You know, so it's yeah, it's like, I don't get how why you have to fight so hard to use the word. Like, why does it matter that much to you? If people say, oh, it's just a word, it's the word, then why are you fighting so hard to say it? If it's just a word, don't say it. It's that simple. You know what I'm saying?
1: And I I think, like, going back to what Ensley and Chris was saying, that, um, and and even you, understanding the context of the word, to even go deeper to where, you know, let's talk about slavery. People came here stripped of their culture, stripped of their language, stripped of their native tongue, stripped of who they were as a person, and to be given, like you said, dehumanize and and yeah dehumanize with that word and so hearing people say it again is just like you said it's a constant reminder that you weren't you weren't even seen as human you're not even seen as worthy and it's and it's a trigger to most people yeah and so it's it goes more to well it's just a word yeah. it's it's a sense of me actively reminding and replaying that trauma in my head of what that word represented yeah. So. so now
3: that we know, it's our responsibility not to do it again, right? right. So once we understand something, then don't do it.
1: Right.
7: And language
6: think, has sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. Language no. just have a lot of power, you know. Right. And when people say it's just a word, those things bring a lot of um, weight. And we're just thinking about like the human language. I mean, the American language. Um, just think of the word black, for instance. Like that, in America, most times associates a lot of bad things, mm-hmm. blackmail. Black cat, Come black on. magic. I mean, Come even on. the devil's cake is brown. Like <laughs> The angel cake is white, you know? it's just. Wow. So when you think about like the way that Stay they already walk. portray us <laughs> when they put the word black in, and then you add the N-word, we've already seen as evil, as dark. And so it's not just a word. The language just brings so much power to it. So when you think about there's a difference between racism and wow. injustice, you think about racism, it's, it's a matter of the heart. It's how you feel. There can't be any laws for racism. They can't arrest you for not liking me because I'm black. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the things that you say following that, those things hurt. Yeah. Those things are real. And, and you think about the culture that we're in right now, we're not, we're not okay. Like, as black people, we're, we're not okay.
7: Yeah, And, and I think there's, like, the, a big misconception. It's like, yo, that was, like, 400 years ago. You didn't live through it. That was like, yo, un- yeah. like, you know? It's like, but my thing is, it's like, okay, I didn't live through it. But I'm still living through the whole systematic issue. You
0: I'm know? still being
7: affected. I'm by still being today. affected by it until t- right. today. You know. Yeah.
0: You know. I think I, I I love I love the course of this conversation because I think the truth is we really are ignorant right now. Ignorant isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? ignorance is simply not knowing. Yeah. 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 Denial and ignorance are two different things, right? To know but to pretend like it's not there. Yeah. That's literally what James chapter four called sin. Right? James, Jesus' brother said, sin is when you know the right thing to do, but you don't do it. Mm. Ignorance is just not knowing better. And our goal here is to help us know better. Right? Because there are things that are so just daily for you all in the black experience Mm. that are daily process and daily ways of thinking that for us, it's completely foreign. Mm. It's completely not even it's there. There are things that I promise you that as we as we talk about it. Like, those of us that are watching this are going to say, I had, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And they, they say that ignorance is bliss, but I heard it said, this recently, said it this way recently. You know, someone's ignorance is bliss, but it, it's also someone else's destruction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And our goal is to make sure that our culture is not ignorant. Mm-hmm. Right? And so talk to us a little bit about just, not, not just the, the massive injustice, right? Obviously, what happened to George Floyd is disgusting. We stand against it. Our church vehemently stands against that kind of abuse, that kind of injustice, right? Yes. But you all live with nuances and experiences on a daily basis that we have no idea about. Mm-hmm. Can you help us understand what some of those are like, right? Like, I heard you guys talking about earlier about, like, just certain things that you had to talk about when you got a driver's license. Yeah. Bola, will you share that with us?
1: Yeah, so, um, I think that was actually Lauren. right? Yeah. That was was it you, really even camp. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Me and my license, Talk to us about
5: mom's
2: telling me, hey, like, don't play music loud. Oh, yeah. Don't be riding around too late at night in neighborhoods because if, if a white person sees you, they might just think you're doing up to no good and call yeah. the cops on you. Don't walk outside past 11 o'clock at night because wow. you get seen. I'm scared to walk I'm in my neighborhood sometimes with a hoodie on because I feel like I'm just getting judged as I walk. Yeah.
4: It's, certain, it's just certain things we can't do. Yeah. Like when you go in do. a
6: store, don't touch things that you do not plan to buy. Mm-hmm because they may think that you're about to steal it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like the smallest thing that I did not think white America think about that we have mm-hmm. to constantly mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. that every step we make, everywhere we go. For instance, like we bought a house in
7: 14, Lucy.
6: in a nice neighborhood where we have, and I feel like I have to be overly friendly in my own neighborhood where I pay mortgage Yeah. because I want to come off as a familiar face. So if one random day you see me dark, At night, late at night, you don't call the cops on me, Mm -hmm. even though I live here, you know? I have to take that extra step to make sure you know me. You know, when I go to my mailbox, hey, you know? Those are polite things, but like I have to do it and take an extra step to do those things just to live.
7: Yeah. 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 Yeah, And I think it's like, um, back to the driver license conversation, Um, one thing like, that every black kid in America, that conversation is your parents is going to police you before the police actually police you. Right. You know, it's like once you go to that DMV, that conversation back is this is how you drive. This is how you're supposed to look. This is what you do. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, and it's like, yeah, I'm not saying like, at least from my experience, I don't know if other races or cultures are doing it, but I know in our family and in our, in our background, that's part of the whole driving license process. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, it's, it's a test that you have to pass before we actually let you drive by yourself, yeah. you know?
6: So we're from South Florida, and I remember one instance we were um, driving in like a wealthier neighborhood in Miami, remember? Yeah. And we had a black Honda Accord, and the windows were not tinted. It was like a newer car. And we got pulled over, and I mean, my heart just sunk. I'm holding tight to my phone. My hand is shaking. I'm like, should I record this? Should I not record this? Because I don't know, like, are we going to make it... Like. Just being pulled over. Like, they didn't even get to my car yet. And when they get to the car, um, the officer said, do you know why we pulled you over? And we're like, no. And he said, oh, because your windows are too dark. And we had no tent on our car. So we knew, like, it's because we were too dark. And we were in a neighborhood that we're not supposed to be in or we don't belong in. But, like, just those ideas, like, you get nervous just seeing a cop driving. Even if you're following the speed limit. You have your license, your registration. It does not matter all those things, you live in fear every day. You walk around yeah. in fear and like, it's just not fair. That's not the life that we should have. Like when we talk in church about having the abundant life and not living in fear and faith, but like, this is my reality. This right. is every day. And I want the rules or the promises of the Bible to really apply to me 100%. When they say justice for all, I don't want a parentheses after that. I want that for me, too. I want that for my daughter. I want just, you know, fairness. And I feel like you were talking about ignorance. If I have to convince someone today in 2020 that racism is wrong, they're making a choice to be ignorant. Like, that is their choice.
4: Knowledge is, like, all over the place. You know, like... Especially here, too. Like, that's one thing that bugs me about El Paso. Like, I love El Paso. Like, I love it here. But...
0: And El Paso loves you. Yeah. But like, <laughs> people really, people
4: really out here really think that El Paso is not like other cities, like, you, cannot, like, you cannot, you cannot escape like, that's racism. That's not the case. Like, like yeah. I got pulled like two years ago. Okay, I'm driving home for my friends. I was driving from church. See, Okay. <laughs> and like, and like, and I'm, I'm trying, I'm not trying to like be a victim here, like, or trying to sound like a victim, but I feel like at this point, I don't care anymore. Well, but what it I'm is, about the, but
0: like, what it is, is, and I, and I want to give some, I'm not trying to correct, but I want to give some language to it, mm-hmm. right? Th- this isn't, and I hope it's not coming across like we're trying to you no, right? That's just my right? thing. But, 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 that's just how I feel But the sometimes. big thing yeah. here is that we, we have to, and the culture has to acknowledge yeah, sure. that there is a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we don't acknowledge the difference, we'll always deny the experience. Yeah, Like, We have to to acknowledge that things are different Mm -hmm. for you than it is for me, for your children than it is for my children, for your daughter than it is for my daughter. I have to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. And if I don't acknowledge it, I will deny. And maybe not overtly be like, oh, no, no, you know, but I will overtly turn my eye, if I'm not careful, to the experiences that you have. So, dude, we need your experience. You need to help us understand.
4: So, I was driving home after a Wednesday service, I was driving home, and on Mesa kind of by uh, kind of by downtown, by a flower shop. It's really bumpy right there. And so I was driving. I was going 40. I was 10-2. I was good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I hit the bump, and I kind of like moved a little. And all of a sudden, I see, boop, 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 And the cop, I was like, oh, here we go. And the first thing I thought of, I had my do-rag on and a hoodie on. And so the first thing I thought, I remember my parents telling me, don't worry, do it outside the house because this is the way you look. You'll look like a thug, all that kind of stuff. You can't let them see you like that. The so first thing I did was take it off, take off my do-rag, take my hood off, Put my hands on the steering wheel, like hello officer. I was like what, what he's like, you know why I pulled you over? I was like, no, sir, I don't. My parents always told me to say yes, sir. And he was like, um, you kind of swerved in the middle of that lane right there. He was like, You've been drinking. I was like, no, sir. He's like, where are you coming from? I said, I'm coming from church. He's like, which church? I said, Abundant, abundant living face center. He's like, Oh, what's the address? Where's that church at? I'm like, bro, I don't know the address <laughs> of the church. How <laughs> I'm supposed to know the address, bro. I don't know the address. And that automatically I was kinda like, what, bro? Wow. And he was like, Do you have any weapons in the car or anything like that? And I was like, no, sir. And he, like, made me get out the car, search me, search my car, call someone else, another officer, had me get out the car, and all this kind of, like, big stuff to find nothing. And then they gave me a ticket, and they said I changed lanes in the middle of the intersection, which I didn't. You know what I'm saying? So little stuff like that, like, the whole, like, oh, where, what's the address? Like, bro, how am I supposed to know what the address of the church is? Like, I don't know the address of McDonald's I go to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, straight up, I don't have my friends' addresses. I just go there. You get me? Yeah. There's also like the acidified weapons in the car, all that kind of stuff. Have oh, I been drinking? Have I been smoking? Do I have any drugs in the car? All that kind of stuff. It's like, it happens here. Like, yeah, right. it happens here. I was doing nothing. A lot of people see that stuff, like, what was the backstory? We've got to know and find out what happened before that. Well, before that, I was coming home from church. Wow. Yeah. Straight up. That's what I was, that happened before. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but looks also like that that happens that people need to see that still happens here.
7: Yeah. yeah, and to, to a lot of people, it might seem like, oh, that was just like one instance. You know, mm-hmm. that was just like one incident. You know, like mm-hmm. the same stories that he shared, I guarantee you a thousand of yeah. us like, have that same story. You know, I remember I remember, I was like, you know, it, it, it's kind of hard because like when you come from somewhere and, you know, God deliver you from something and then constantly people are trying to remind you of it. So I remember I, I grew up in a bad neighborhood and my goal was like make it out live in a nice place get a nice car maybe they'll treat you differently they won't see you the same way anymore yeah but the reality of it is regardless of what you do you can't change your skin color yeah. you know i uh i worked at the bank for 10 years right and i was a personal banker so i lived in a wealthy neighborhood um in Palm Beach gardens florida where retirement people live the hunter classic happens a big tournament right and i work at a bank the bank is literally right behind my house but I still drive because I'm lazy. So, <laughs> so I still drive there because I'm lazy. But um, So I get in my car. We had a, um, a late night, you know, bank, bank, bankers hours nine to five. But I had to go do a presentation at a retirement company. So I'm living in a wealthy neighborhood, millions of dollars in there, in my suit and everything. I'm thinking, it's night, but you're good, because you look the part, right? I get out the neighborhood. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the whole Corey Jones situation, that same exit. Where he got killed at was the same exit I got pulled over. So when I like when I saw that, I'm like, that could have been me. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I'm, I I got to go home that night. He didn't get to go home. Mm-hmm. But the reason for me being stopped is I'm black in a wealthy neighborhood. A lot of people might look at it. It's like, come on, man. It was just one incident. But like you get pulled over for nothing, and they try to find something. Yeah. What's the reason for checking somebody's vehicle? for being pulled over because they swerved. Like, connect the two for me, you know? So it's like our reality to a lot of people is like, they might, like, look at it and be like, yo, it was just a one-off situation. But, like, those things traumatize you, you know? Like, once I found out that man got killed, you know, coming from a gig at the same exit that I got pulled over one day, I might look at him and be like, man, thank God for grace. But it's also selfish of me because I made it out. He did it, you know? So that thing you kind of, it, it haunts you. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. I Light. think, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, um, yeah, just earlier when you said that us as black people, we have to kind of make ourselves known. And it's, a, it's an instinctful thing for us to where we have to either dress apart or introduce yourself to this person so that way they can not use it or hold it against you. More impressive. So someone could work, five times harder, but you, you have to work 20 times harder because of the color of your skin. Um, and and one thing, I, I have two brothers. I have, I have four siblings, two brothers, two sisters. Um, but one thing where, even though I have an older brother, I'm still overprotective of both of them. And earlier when we were speaking, um, my youngest brother, he's, a, he's going to his third year at Texas State and advising him, like, you know, Demola, don't take classes at the night because I like, even though I'm not saying it directly to you, but I'm thinking that I'm afraid that I don't want you to walk home from class to your dorm and then something happens. I don't want you to be another hashtag. I don't want you to be um, you know, another statistic. And so, or, or like my older brother who plays basketball in, in China and feeling more relieved and safe that he's playing basketball in another country because of what's going on um, here. And so, just always constantly, like, hey, make sure you have your location on because if mom and dad can't get a hold of you, like, Elisa will know where you're at. Or, or give me the emails and phone numbers of your roommates because I, I yeah, like, I, it's just, it's a constant thing that we have to be 10 steps ahead because I'll, <laughs> honestly speaking, like, I would break if that were to ever happen to me. Like, I, I honestly would would break. So... Yeah,
2: just like, I just know, so me in school, um, when I was in high school, first year, freshman year, second week of school, I was on a program called New Tech. And being told by my own teacher that they don't think I'm qualified to be in the program of the school kind of hurt, because they are they pointing me out of everyone. I was like, one of the only black kids actually in that program, and for them to tell me, I don't think you're ready to be in this program, like... It's like, wow, am I dumb or something? Like, what's making me not ready to be in this program? You got
4: academic scholarship. Yeah, ended right. up
2: graduating um, 3.8 GPA. And it's like, it's like, they came to me saying, like, I'm sorry about, I'm sorry after the fact. But it's like, you just told me I wasn't smart enough to be in this program. But now I am because now you look good because you taught me and I have a high GPA. Yeah. It just like, sometimes, even with sometimes in sports, like at my school I go to now, I feel like I'd be, I'm used sometimes, like, hey, like, if you didn't play sports, would the teachers really help you out as much as they do or were they just like, oh, you're just another black person, you're another black kid, just keep right. doing what you do. You know what I mean? Wow.
0: I, I think that... Tokenism, I, I
2: th-
4: bro. Tokenism. I, I think bro.
0: that this is, this, is, this is really, really cute right here because racism isn't always overt and it isn't always this big just, right? Mm-hmm. It, you know, we were talking about, about it earlier that what, uh, Rick Ross, Jay-Z said it, Kaiser Sose and the Usual Suspect said it, right? But the greatest trick the devil ever played on humanity was to convince him that he didn't exist, right? Um, Let's talk a little bit about that, that racism isn't just I call you the N-word, right? Racism isn't isn't just that I single you out because you're the only black kid in the class, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Let's talk a little bit about some biases that people who wouldn't even think about a certain bias or a certain behavior or a certain treatment of you, Mm -hmm. right? Like this is an opportunity for us to sit at your table and say, hey, what are we doing right now that's not helpful. Yeah, right? or even there, that, or that. that is like friendly fire, right? What were you to say? Right. About
3: that? Even that quote that uh, we all probably saw on Facebook, it's, um talks about, well, I have a black friend or I have a black girlfriend and. Um,
4: <laughs> I can't be racist.
3: Right. I can't be racist. I dated because, a black girl one time. I'm right, not racist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even, those comments. Right. <laughs> those comments <laughs> or, or, you know, those thoughts that just because I have a black friend, I'm not racist. Can you tell us how that makes you feel?
4: It's. Like, my thing is, like, I don't, like, again, I don't think they're necessarily racist, but I do think that's subtle racism. You know what you get what I'm saying? It's the whole, it's just the oh, not me kind of thing. And those are the kind of people that I think have been the most silent during this time. Like, the whole, like, like, I went to the protest here in El Paso, you know what I'm saying? I took pictures and everything, and somebody I know screenshot of my picture, and, he's, and this person's been all over social media talking about, oh, my heart is hurting for the black community. Oh, yes, I really, oh, yeah, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd. But I mean, he hasn't texted me once. I don't need him to text me, 100%. I do not need him to text me. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't care. But the fact that you're on social media doing all this, and then I guarantee you I'm the only black friend that he has. Guaranteed. Wow. 100%. He's not reached out to me once. Wow. Guaranteed. But he's reposting my picture and putting all this stuff on social media being all corny and just trying to be woke. You get me? Mm -hmm. That's the subtle racism right there. Like it's subtle. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to act like I'm there for you, but I'm not really there for you. I I wanted to comment and be like, bro, you weren't even there. Like, you understand? But I was like, I'm not going to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I feel like God will expose, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, like, God will expose the real and the fake.
0: No doubt. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. That's, that's a big deal. Jesus said, it this. he'll expose the lamb and and the goats, right? The sheep and the goats, right? Um, but, man, you, you, said, you said something right now where it's like, man, we're, you're not calling, you're not checking on me, right? Yeah. And the truth is this, and, and I want us all to really just confront this truth on this, that when it comes to racism, when it comes to, when it comes to injustice, right? MLK said it this way, right? Injustice in somewhere becomes a threat to justice everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And there is no such thing as moral neutrality right. when it comes to this issue. Yeah. That's right. Right? Like, if you know it's happening and you just are neutral, you're com- we're complicit, yeah. yeah. Wow.
7: Right. See, but I mean, I I agree to that to a certain extent, okay. though. Um, so what what I see is like mm-hmm. even the friends that I have that are of other races, and what I see a lot of corporate companies are doing is that there, there's a difference between looking racist and being racist. Mm-hmm. 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 So like they'll put out a statement, they'll they'll make a comment, or they're like, hey man, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Right, Their picture but black on Instagram. Yeah, but but <laughs> it's 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 deeper than that. Yeah. You know, yeah. are you just trying not to look racist for your right. benefit? Oh, for right. your yeah. benefit, wow. or are you actually not? Wow. You right. know, because looking race, looking racist
4: and being racist are two different. Yeah. things. And this, different the sad things. part is, we'll ne- the part that sucks to me is we'll never know. You right. get me? Like, yeah. I know God will expose it, but for right now, we're not gonna well. know with the real like
1: who. You know what right. I'm saying? And I think that's the importance of having these conversations. Mm-hmm. Importance of hey, just it, it's more than just being trendy, or it's more than just like okay, three weeks after this, then all right, let's move on with their lives. Yeah. But yeah. some some people get to move on, and uh, us we get to go back to our reality of reliving, relive, yeah. yeah, reliving this, and then hoping, hoping that another hashtag doesn't come back to where it's another trigger warning. Yeah, warning like that, have have the conversation, right.
7: you know, like right. um, like there's 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 a bunch of like you know yeah. Like you were talking about earlier, the stereotypes or black people, chicken, watermelon, all that, the subtle stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, talk to me, yeah. right. you know, like Chris was saying earlier, like, OK, I know, you know, me, you're doing all of this stuff. Like, but the person that, you know, yes, you're true. not reaching out to. Yeah. So it, it kind of like make me feel some type of way. You know, right. I see I have a lot of friends who you know, very outspoken about it, supportive of it and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But I haven't heard from you. You know, it's like, so again, are you trying to not look racist or,
4: you know, that's a big deal, deal yeah. right there. That is a big deal. right there. The other thing is, I don't want people to think like people hit me up, ask them, OK, like, I don't need that. You give me? I don't need you to check on me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want people to think, oh, I didn't text him. Like, nah, bro. Like, I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Just be about it. Right. Like, don't do something for me, like, because I'm me. Do it because you care also, about what's going
3: on. I think also on our end, uh, sometimes the, I guess the, the correct thing would be, uh, we don't know what to say. So sometimes yeah. they just that. don't say yeah, anything, I, right? I mm-hmm. So we have a lot of black friends, and I did. I, I called everybody, I texted everybody, and I don't know what to ask, yeah. but are you okay? Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. But it, mean, so, it means something. I guarantee you it meant something to them. Right. It yeah. meant something. Right.
3: And, and I, I think one of the things that somebody did respond, and she was like, uh, no, should I be Okay. And I responded, I, I wasn't hurt or anything. I was just so sad because no, you, you shouldn't be okay, but I don't know how else to ask. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry that this is my ignorance, but I'm I'm reaching out with what I know and with what I can. So I think helping us understand what are good ways or words to reach out for that way you guys don't feel uncomfortable when we do reach out, you know?
0: Yeah, I know. I love, I love what you just said, right? Because a lot of times that really, is the, that really is the thing, right? It's like, I don't know what to say, right? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say the wrong thing, yeah. right? And what happens if we're not careful is that n- not knowing what to do turns into this kind of – it really does turn into like an apathy or like an indifference or like a sense of despair, right? Yeah, like, like I'm hopeless. I don't know what to yeah, do, like, yeah. right? And so I don't say anything. And so that is a, a, another form of denial, which now I'm still I'm still part of, of the issue, yeah. right? And so maybe just maybe it's like, well, if you don't know what to do in a specific case, do what you do know how to do with the person you know.
4: I'm your, like I'm your friend, right? like exactly. Like, you know I'm so like,
0: I'm I'm not just gonna treat you yeah. as like a black person. Yeah. I'm gonna treat you like my friend who's hurting. Yeah. Right, that's right. the thing. I want to treat you like my friend. Who's hurting? It's that simple, right It's that simple. Just is like, it like really that simple? that's all it is.
6: Yeah, like, you call someone, you simple. can just say like, "I see what's going on. How are you feeling?" Right. You know, rather than just assume like they're okay or business they're as usual right? or just like yeah. texting about something so random just to like move on. Yeah. Just but ask like, how that's are you feeling? like a to
7: do list, you know? Like if I just text some him, him or her, how are you doing? I mean, like okay, I'm not racist because I checked on them, right, you know, yeah. but I think
6: it needs I, to be genuine. Yeah. it needs to like right. come from a, a a good place, not someone like I had friends that like that are white that called me or texted me and asked me like like help me understand like the looting like you know, they just wanted to understand like how does it connect? Is this something I'm missing, you that's know great like they you know yeah, that's like cool. they yeah. asked that's me, super, and I was cool. able to have like a conversation with them <laughs> rather than you know,
0: I think you just said something something really really key. I posted something. I, I reposted a statement, and it said it's a difference between pride and, and humility, mm. right? And so pride says, I don't understand, so you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Humility says, I don't understand. Will you help me understand? Right? right? And Micah 6 eight, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a preacher. I'm going to <laughs> bring the word into this, right? Micah, says, Micah 6 eight says this, um, you know, oh man, what the Lord has demanded of you. right? To do justly, to do what's right, Mm -hmm. to love mercy, and to walk with humility. Mm -hmm. And humility will say, listen, I don't know what to tell you, but I do know I love you. Will you help me understand where you're at? We're normal
6: people, just like you would reach out to someone who is mourning the same way. Uh, And like, I, I don't know if anyone else have experienced this, but like, I feel like as a black person, when someone who is not black try to have a conversation with me, they make it so awkward. Like, Tell me about Crazy. that Tyler Perry movie. Crazy I Tyler don't Perry. even watch <laughs> Tyler Perry. You know what I mean? Like, don't
0: He's make it like, I don't either. know about the Tyler Perry <laughs> yeah, movie, like, bro. So, it's not that funny. You know, like, that, that they that just try to make talk. it, like, racial. You know? did, you know? like, did you see the
6: game last night? Yeah, it's yeah, normal. Yeah. Like, just just be normal. Just, yeah. like, treat me like family. Just talk to me like a normal so person. I, I love
0: I love, mm. I love where you're... at Because I, I don't want to totally interrupt. Keep your... Keep pin where you're at, right? But I want to put some good handles on this, right? Because I think all most of us who are, are going to watch this are going to say okay I, I hear you give me something like help me right and so i want to give you guys a couple i want to just like give a couple statements and then you tell us what that sounds like what 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 that could look like between yeah. interaction between non black friends and black friends right That's good, yeah. so if we say if we say this look like you you can't understand it personal but you can make it a personal thing yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. What does that look like? What would that look like for someone me, for someone like me who says, "Man, I don't understand what that's like personally," but I'm I'm gonna make this a personal thing. Right. Yeah. Th- what I'm hearing you say is like, "Hey, don't small talk me." Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. Right. We see we see right through that. We don't, see, right, don't, we see right, don't, right, through right through that. Exactly.
0: Right. right. So so come yeah. into a sincere conversation right. with me. Yeah. Right. Listen to understand. Yeah. yeah. Right?
6: I don't know if you remember, like, the very first time we went, when I came to that HQ meeting, we sat down and talked at the end, and I, I said, like, I didn't want to come to this church because I wanted to go to a black church. Oh, wow. And, um, like, what I meant behind that is, like, when I'm around black people, I feel seen just for being me. I don't feel seen for being black. And I didn't want to be at a church where I can count the black people here and feel different and... You like, got a code switch. I have to, yes. Yeah. I have to yes, put
4: sir. on yeah. more.
6: Yes, I have sir. to be a certain way. Like, Pastor Cruz, you say this all the time just be yourself. And I'm like, ugh.
4: Is that what you really want? <laughs> you know,
6: sometimes, <laughs> See, but- sometimes in our lives, like, we have to choose between being ourselves or living. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
5: You know, like, you know, That's, like yeah. even
6: like the small things, like, yeah. I don't want to wear my hair like this to work because it's not professional. So, do mm. I want to keep my job or do I want to be myself?
7: Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, like when you when you're being yourself, um, and this is cold word for being too black. They say you have too much of a big personality. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's and you're too
6: urban. Yeah,
7: you know, so it, so yeah. it's kind of like it's like okay, you <laughs> if you want me to be myself, like even right now, right now I have to coach this because the way I talk is not really. You know.
4: <laughs> yeah, we we fucked up on the way over here. Yeah. We were yeah. over there talking about it, like I bro, like, like so what's the deal? We gonna be
0: real? We uh, like, yeah. like how yeah. do we like? So like look, 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 yeah. look. But why like? I feel like I got to just say I'm sorry, right? But I know it's, not, I know it's not me. I know it's not, I know it's not us. I know it's not us. But that hurts me so much. Yeah. yeah. That hurts but these me. these are our thoughts. These
6: are our reality. These are the it things that, like, you don't so think much. about, but like, we have this to. This is
0: what God created, though. Right. Right? right. This, this is what God created. What right do, right do I have to call an expression of God's love, God's love? And, and an expression of God's personality and, and an expression of God's uniqueness? What right do I have to call it not right? Yeah.
6: Representation you know? matters. So, like, when we walk into somewhere and nobody looks like us, we feel it, We bro. already we... know that we're in a box. We don't get a a, a pass. Yeah. Right. So, say for instance, if I am running late, I'm labeled as black people are always late. late. They're running yeah. on colored people time. Yeah. If you're running late, you're just stuck in traffic. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Right. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Like that's not fair.
5: Wow. I, I think what it is is
2: is really the media that puts like this perception like black people are always late. Because like when you look at the media about a black person. He's selling drugs. He's in jail. He's been shot. We just go along, along with it, too. Right. Have you seen on media a black person, an entrepreneur, a scholar? You see them. They play basketball. They play football. They rap. Mm-hmm. But you see them. They're owning businesses. They're doing this and that. The but all you, see is, yeah. all you see is the little things. They play basketball or they sell drugs. It's either sports or drugs for a black person. You never see a black person doing this in the media. And I feel like that's what... That's what makes it, like, people look at us differently because they only see two sides. It changes their mind.
4: Yeah. Especially here. Like, that's, that's real, because, like, not, there's not too many of us out here. No. So people are going to base what they... What people, when they, see, when they see me, I feel like people base what they see off on TV. Oh, like, oh, you dress different. Oh, yeah, you're wearing earrings and tattoos, and you have rings on. Oh, he must be, like... No, bro, like, who cares? Like, I'm just me. I happen to like it. Like, was it that nothing to do with who I am? You know what I'm saying? This is, like... People here need to, there's always just, like, there's this tokenism here that, like, so, really let, bugs me. Well,
0: let's help, let's help understand how, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for it. Like, and mm-hmm. I, I want this to be a place where you're, you're comfortable saying, look, like, when that happens, that's how this makes me feel. Yeah. Right? right? Hey, Cruz, even Even in our church, like, our, 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 I, I believe that our church has done a, a good job, an incredible job at being welcoming, at being open, right? yeah, yeah. being open, right? Could we do better? Probably. Who, who can't do better? Right, um, but I think part of our heart is like help us understand how.
4: Well, the, the one, right? the, the number one thing I think is code switching, like you said before. Like, don't change the way, don't try to adapt to me. Like, I don't need you to talk black or use certain slang when you talk to me. Like, that doesn't impress me. It makes you look really corny. <laughs> like, I'm not impressed if you know this rap song or like I'm. There's uh, not impressed. Which is me.
0: incredible though because it's like. My sincerity opens the context for your sincerity, mm-hmm. yeah. right? If I come to you and I say this is really who I am, yeah. now you're free to be okay, cool. Like if if, if we're gonna be on the, on the level, mm-hmm. bet yeah. like mm-hmm. okay, cool. I'm gonna be me.
4: Yeah, I don't need you. Like, That's beautiful. It's like I don't. Like, I have a lot of like friends of different different races. I'm not their friend because they relate to me. I don't need you yeah. to like makes my culture. I mean, as a person, we're human beings. If yes. you if we get along, if we're going the same wavelength. Like we're gonna get along no matter what. Christian Pastor Chris, my best friend. He's never ever, hey, you check out that new Rick Ross song last night? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Yeah, you watched the BET Wars yesterday? Like, crazy, right? Not like, ever, not, not ever. It's, it's like
0: Taman Pollock. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. that? Like, he doesn't
4: have to. Yeah. I'm not his friend because he tries to relate to my culture or be black. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a friend because of who he is as a person. Yeah, that's right. I don't need you to try to adapt to me. That makes me feel like it's it's weird. Like it's people it's people token. do that. Like I don't try to adapt to you, so why are you trying to adapt to me? Yeah. Right. I don't feel like I have to do that to you. I've never seen a white person or a Mexican person and felt like oh I gotta be more white now, or I gotta like I wanna I wanna be that so he can think I'm cool. Like nah, but do it only happens to us. Yeah, and, that, Cause and that's because people want to be cool. Yeah. They feel like they have to do things to be cool, to be accepted by us. And like nah, bro, we don't I care. I think also
1: um, education is a big thing. So educating us to. Well, I, I saw this a lot on Facebook. Well, they, were, they weren't they were mad about what happened to George Floyd, but they were mad about the looting and destruction. And um, I think uh, Pastor, Pastor Gray said this best, where the yearning and and hurt from over 300, 400 years ago of people is, is now uprising. And so when you're looking as to, well, instead of saying, well, they shouldn't be doing that, or why are you doing this? ask them why is it that this is happening so let me sit down and and okay Chris why do you feel this way or Lauren why do you feel this way like educate me as help to why, why? Yeah. help me understand as to why yeah. because I think stuff, at the yeah. end of the day even though I don't I mean I don't condone any any violence or whatnot but there's always a, a root issue as to why something happens. It just doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. It's not like black people woke up like, "Oh, I'm just going to Let's go. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's go, go rob best boys yeah. But this is 300, 400 years of being silenced and acting to be okay where all of a sudden, once I I reached the breaking point, I can no longer act that I'm okay. I'm yeah. going to I'm just going to Cuz
4: nothing else is working. Nothing out. else is working, too. Nothing like what,
1: else is working. We've I'm been just going like out. what
4: what else do you want us to do? Right. At this point, I believe, as crazy as it is, I really believe at this point that your guys' voices and non-black people's voices are going to be more powerful than ours are at this point. Yeah, yeah. 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 We've been yeah. fighting, yeah. We've been fighting for yeah. this for years, yeah. and like nothing's years. changed. Right. You feel me? Because so that's why people ask me, like, hey, man, how do you feel about this? Like, bro, why did you post I'm, on social I'm, media? Why aren't you doing right. all that? Like, bro.
7: My films don't really matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. For what? We, it's has We've been pointless. echoing the same thing yeah. that our grandfathers, our great-grandfathers wow. are, right. have, have been doing. They've been fighting. They've been doing the very same thing, right you up. know? You kill one of us, we get upset and we break stuff. Nothing happens. Right. Nothing happens. Yeah. Right? Same thing happens over and over. Yeah. And yeah. So I think now, like other voices, besides our own voices, yeah.
4: like way more powerful,
7: make it sound yeah. different.
4: You know? And this is why this has been. I saw. I saw a sweet tweet today that said. All 50 states participated in the protests in 18 other countries. It's the biggest civil rights movement in world history.
0: Right. Well,
4: like, why? Because it's not just us anymore. Right. Everybody's speaking right. out. Yeah.
0: Right. And that's what we have to understand, right? That, that this, whole, this whole issue, racism and hatred between human beings, has is, is been an age-old thing. Yeah. Mm. Right? The very, the, 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 one of the very first sins in the beginning was Cain and Abel. Yeah. Mm. Cain was envious. He hated his brother, and he killed him. Right? Um, and so this is this is not a, a political thing. It's not a left or right issue. It's not a Republican de- Democrat issue. This is a heaven versus the power of, of hell issue, mm-hmm. right? And I think I think this that that in in all of it, right? What's what's emerging is that beyond just political parties, beyond so, social economic status, yeah. beyond our our personal standards, there's this there's this thing in the human spirit that is saying that's not right. Yeah. That's enough. That hurts me, you know? Yeah. And um, I, 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 love, I love this. I, I love that it doesn't always have to be a big, giant political statement,
5: mm-hmm.
0: right? Now, don't get me wrong. We, there is a voice, and there is a way to sway it. Mm-hmm. And there's something coming in November that can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at The Culture, we're going to talk about that in the next couple of months, mm-hmm. about we, there is a voice. There is a way to do this, right? But, man, you can, we can start in small, small places, Right? Like, being, being aware of the black person on my job, right? Being aware of any kind of singling out. Checking people at my family reunion on a Sunday afternoon in the backyard who will, who will, who will say, one of my theos or tias who will say something. Yeah. Yeah. And it always used to be like, oh, that's just how my family talks. Yeah. Now yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not going to mm-hmm. talk Straight like up. that. Straight yeah. up. You
4: know how many times I've heard from, like, like my, like, like my like Mexican friends who are girls, they'll tell me, oh, my dad, well, then my parents would flip if I brought home a black guy. Like, bro, what? Like, yeah. that's racist, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, speak up. Yeah. Like, right. say something. Check them. Yeah. That's I, I how you can make a difference. Check them. Don't be like, oh, like you said, all oh, my family is. Check no, them. That's yeah, right. that's. I mean, I think that's like,
7: there's a difference between having a prejudice and rape being racist. You know, like we all have prejudice, right? Like, you can like vanilla ice cream, yes. and I'm like, yeah, you like vanilla. that's 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 prejudice. Right. But the moment that you make it like, oh yeah, she's black. Oh, she's white. I would never date her. Like. You know, and I think one of the big, biggest misconception um, that's out there, and I think the media has a big um, part to play with it, but I think it's very skewed. Where people think, oh, black people, where they're angry because of slavery, and they just want money back, they want reparation, they just want everything handed out to them. That's not what we're asking. Yeah, we're just asking quality, for right? a, a leveled playing field. <laughs> we're right. yeah. the, yeah. bare the bare, bare minimum. minimum you know. Yeah. Black lives matter. Like, yeah. We're not even saying black lives is worthy. We're not even saying black <laughs> lives is important. We're not or even better. saying black lives is beloved. Like, we're not even saying that. We're just saying the fact is that we matter and please stop killing us because it, it could be... I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like, I don't know George Floyd personally. I didn't know Bianca Taylor personally. I didn't know Ahmaud Aubrey um, personally. Mm-hmm. But all those things happened, and it's as if like that was like my closest brother. Yeah. And and the reason why I feel like that, and I, I know a, a million of us feel like that is because of the fact that it could have been me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's for some reason, I don't know if it's the, the roots, the African roots, or whatever it is, but like it's like a part of you is gone as well. So that's why we feel so emotional about it. If we're not, yeah, we're not related, but my son, my
4: daughters, like it's like unspoken, like the whole little. You see a black dude in the mall, you give him a nod, like it's it's It's, unspoken. Yeah. So it's
7: like I, I think you know, if if you know, yes, the conversation, like having this round um discussion, is gonna help open up things, but we need to have a conversation uh, not just about the police brutality but about the systematic issues, right. about, like, how, you know, it, it, we're, it was never even uh, any, an even playing field. That's the truth. You know?
1: Going back. And so I think that's why, like, it's so important to no longer accept the narrative. Well, it doesn't affect me or, or yeah, it, yeah to no longer accept the narrative that doesn't affect me because at the end of the day, even though, like you said, maybe we didn't know them directly, but it's affecting me daily. Well, I think it should affect all of us because
3: we're all part of a human race. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it should Mm -hmm. affect you. And, yes, it should bother you. Mm -hmm. And it should hurt you. And that's why we're here as a culture to the cool thing about prime culture and the Gen Z generation is about there was a statistic that about 87 to 90 percent of Gen Zers are about social change and justice. Mm -hmm. And so that's an eye opening um, statement that that brings hope. To us, you know, that the generation now, they're not just going to sit back. They, yeah. They're they going to speak, and they're looking for change. Yeah.
2: And then one thing I think is, like, how you grow up. So, like, no kid's born racist. No kid's like, I don't like him. Yeah. So it's like, you hear these things from your parents. Oh, don't do not do that. You see a black person there? Don't do that. Be careful around just, them. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, if you grow up and hear the same thing over and over and over again, your parents might blatantly say they don't like black people, but if they just continuously just like discourage black people or say this about black people and then you'd be like wow you'll start seeing that and mm-hmm. try to force that on them and then that's how it continues to grow and grow and grow right. and I think it has to be what it takes place is like the parents educating their kids yeah and ensuring their kids what is right and what is wrong and that you don't hate this person because the color of their skin or how they grow up or like mm-hmm. where they're from right. it's like a big part of ending what's going on right now in the world
4: like like ASAP, they're like now while they're young like you yeah. like, yeah. like you guys your daughters like I know you guys do like like yes. It matters. Like it, like, like it matters that they're watching. Yes. They, they, it matters that they know what's going on. Yes. Yeah. So they, they're, they're going to have little, like little. going to have black friends. They can be like, they can, this remember this, and be like, yeah. I remember. I remember going. I remember my parents taught me that kind of thing. I remember seeing them when I was happening, and I feel for you. And I'm here for you. Uh, thing. You, you know, know I think,
0: I think, in 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 all of that, you reconcile that with, the finished work of Jesus. We have to, right? At the end of the day, this is this is a heart condition. This is, this, is an, this is an issue that, that exists in a broken humanity, right? Pastor Charles said something um, at our prayer and worship night when he closed the night, and he said, yes, we do need legislate more. and we do need to change legislation. Yeah, we do need to change policing. There does need to be law enforcement reform. But he said, but the only cure, all of that's management. All of, all of that will treat the condition, but it won't cure it. The only cure, and I love that he said it, he said is to be born again, mm-hmm. right? When you're born again, you're born again into a new family, yeah. into a new nature, into a new way of, a new way of doing things. And in, in, from the born again context, the greatest commandment of all is you love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you love your neighbor as you love yourself, Right? And that word love isn't just oh we're BFFs. I love you. Like that word love. If if you if we're curious and we're confused about what loving is, just go read First Corinthians chapter thirteen verses four through seven, and the word love starts off. Love is patient. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna be patient. That's how I'm gonna love my neighbor. I'm gonna sit with patiently with my neighbor, right? Love is kind. I'm gonna be kind to my neighbor. Love doesn't seek its own, right? If I'm gonna love my neighbor, I'm not gonna seek my agenda for my neighbor. Love doesn't keep a record of wrongdoing. Like, that's, that's where prejudice comes from. Oh, that one hurt me? They're all like that. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and so love doesn't keep a record of wrongdoing, right? And so like, when we're born again, we're born into a family of love, a language of love. And love is not passive. Love is aggressive, and love is assertive, and love is strong, right? And the, the scripture says this, heaven and earth will pass away, these things will pass, and the greatest of all of these things, right, faith, hope, and love, the, but the greatest of them all is love. Why? Because love will never fail. And I, I really believe this, you guys, that as, 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 as we continue the conversation away from here, right, at the end of the day, the truth is, and I'm, 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 I may sound, I may run the risk of sounding corny and sounding like this, this bright-eyed, you know, ro- rosy-glasses optimist, right, well, love really is the answer. Jesus said this, and if you're a Jesus follower, this, upta- this applies to every single one of us. By this will men know that you're my disciples. By this will men know that you and I have a relationship. Not that you have the bumper sticker, not that you can sing all the songs, not that you have the playlist, not that you know the hashtags, none of that. By this will men know that you follow me, that you love one another. And, they, and, and Jay, John, who is uh, J- Jesus' best friend, said this, How can you love, how can you say you love God who you don't see and not love your brother who you do see? And I think as a culture, we've got to come to a place where we say, hey, I see you. I see you, and I cannot say I love you until I confront the fact that I see you. And until I confront the fact that I see you hurting, I see you crying, I see you heavy, I see you burdened, and I'm going to love you because I see you. And in all of that, that's where we see the hand of God move. And I believe that that we are a culture that loves each other because we see each other. And in that love, we'll see the love of God. Right? And so you guys, listen, I'm so grateful. And Diana and I are so honored that we were able to have this first of many. Thank you for being so, so open and so heartfelt. Thank you for being so honest. Thank you. You know, Thank you for heart, having me, you, bro. Our heart is our heart is absolutely that we would learn how to take take next steps. I can't solve everything, but I can solve some things in me. I can't change the world, but I can change my world. And hey, culture, this is our goal in this conversation. That you would learn to love the way Jesus loved. He saw all, he served. Oh, he went out of his way to serve, to know, and to see the marginalized, the unacceptable, the broken, the ones that no one would touch, the ones that it was against his religious law. He was a Jew. He couldn't go to the Samaritans. It was a sin for him. That's, race, that's racism. Back then, it was like, if you touch those people, you're a sinner, right? Right? That's another conversation, racism (laughs) in the church. (laughs) And he said, said, I have to go see about a woman, John 4, the woman at the well. He said, I have to go see her. And I pray this, that we are a culture, that our young adult generation at Abundant is a culture that sees God's children, that sees his beauty in them. Matthew 5 says this, that we are the light of the world bringing out God colors and God expressions, brown expressions of God, black expressions of God, white expressions of God. Every color in the spectrum is an expression of the Lord. And you guys, I just want to say that we love your color. We love your expression. We love you. And we're grateful for you guys. Thanks, man. Hey, culture, we're praying for you. We love you. Go Love, go see, go ask a question, and let's be the change that we want to see. We love you all. Till next time.
3: Hey guys, thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed that content.
0: You know, our heart is this that we would always, as a culture, learn how to live, to enjoy this life that God came for all of us to live. And so I want you to keep your eyes on our social media, on our YouTube channel. We are going to continue this conversation. We want to make sure that as a culture, we're learning how, we're understanding how, and that we can be good neighbors to all the people that surround us. And so listen, we love you. We love how you love. We love how God loves through every single one of you. And I just want you to know this, that you matter, your life matters, and everything you do to let God shine through you matters, and it makes a difference. There is nothing too small that God cannot use to bring light to your world. And so keep an eye on everything that culture is doing. We're going to be the change that we're praying about seeing. So until next time, we love you. Be the culture.